Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here, and all of you are here. And I know that the Lord is blessing us. Amen? I know that the Lord is blessing us right now. Um, The normal introduction that I do, I'm going to put off for a little later. Right now, we're going to go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. We're going to begin tonight in Psalm 91. And if you'll join me now. He that dwelleth place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come near thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. The Lord responds with, Because he has set his love upon me. You know, we've talked about that recently. 
setting our love upon the Lord. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Well, good evening, saints. Let's meet at verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. This is a scripture that we're going to be meditating on for the rest of the month. We're going to meditate on this particular scripture for the rest of the month and then the entire chapter, Psalm 91. You see, this is the season that the devil normally releases every cold, every virus, whatever he can come up with to release against the people. But we're going to fight back with the word of God. Amen? No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, we condemn. Condemn the commercials that come on telling us that we need to do this, that, and the other because uh, you're going to sneeze and you're going to this and you're going to that. That's programming. They're trying to program your mind. You need to take your mind back, saints. It belongs to you. It doesn't belong to the media. Amen? We know that the globalists release evil against us continually, and some of it is airborne. So we are going to do the things that make for prudence or good old-fashioned common sense. And one of them is to meditate on the word of God. We're going to use the word of God, the sword of the spirit, to combat ills that may attack us, especially during this time. We're not going to lay down and take it, okay? We're going to stand up and fight in the name of Jesus. You know, at the local assembly, we usually uh, rehearse and quote and use in warfare this very song, Psalm 91. And so I highly recommend this practice to you, that for the remainder of this month, that you focus on verse 10 and the rest of the song. Psalm 91, there shall no evil befall thee. It doesn't matter how the evil plans to come, whether it plans to come via a bullet or it plans to come via a vehicle or it plans to come through the air. It doesn't matter. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague or any pandemic 
or any such thing come near thy dwelling. Amen? You have to first hear that word and receive it into your heart and into your mind and into your spirit for it to be affected. You have to meditate on it. You have to ponder it. You have to chew this word up inside of you. It has to be digested in your soul and in your spirit. The word has to become flesh to you. It's nice to read it. It's nice to hear it read to you. But you actually have to eat it until it becomes a part of you. Amen? This is how we use the sword of the spirit. We use it the way we do in spiritual warfare. We use it to learn what God wants of us. Amen? And we use it as nutrients. That's right. Like you use your food, your vitamins. You use the word of God that way too. So this is what we're going to do. We're not going to continue to allow disease and illness and afflictions to attack us the way it has in the past. Amen? We're going to put up a tougher defense using the word of God. Amen? That's what we're doing. We're going to put a tougher defense. We're going to be more on the offensive than we have before. We're not going to let the devil get away with a sneeze. You know, first time we we let him get away with the first few sneezes. No, we're going to cut him off before he gets there. We're not going to tolerate that from the devil. We've been a bit too passive, not necessarily intending to be, but many of us have been. And we've let the devil get away with too much. Amen? We've let the devil get away with too much. We sneeze and we don't go into full attack. We just look for tissues. Well, saints, it's time to change that because he he has more that he wants to unleash on us. And if you roll over and lay down with the first attack, he's coming with some more. You know, we must learn to be vigilant, and we must learn to, re- to attack back on the first attack at the very onset. So, there shall no evil befall thee. You ought to write your name right where it says thee. Amen? There shall no evil befall thee. You ought to put your name right there. And when you read the scripture, there shall no evil befall, and then your name goes right there. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy, put your name there, dwelling. Amen? Amen. So, tonight or tomorrow when you are reading Psalm 91, go through and put your name in it. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, 
He is mine. Put your name there. Refuge and my, put your name there. Fortress and my, put your name there. God, in him will I put your name there. We're going to make this word very, very personal for us. Amen? We're going to overcome the enemy using faith and the word of God. We're going to overcome the enemy. Sniffles don't belong to us. By his stripes, we have been healed. By his stripes, Miracle Outreach Ministries has been healed. By his stripes, Miracle Outreach Ministries has been healed. So we are not going to take this from the devil. He's used, you know, he's had us getting used to it all of our lives, all of our lives, as soon as the weather changes, We're expecting this and we're expecting that and we're expecting the other. No, we need to be on the offensive. We should be rejecting it and refusing it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We should be rejecting it, refusing it, binding it, returning it to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We're starting to get a little pain. So we think, oh, I need to go get a Tylenol. No, you need to go to war. Starting to ache back there. Well, let me go find my cream. No, it's time to go to war. See, we let him get away with too much. And so because we've done it that way for so long, it has been our habit. We're not always thinking about it that way when things happen. But, saints, it's time to turn over a new leaf, so to speak. And it's time for us to be more proactive and on point when it comes to the enemy and his attacks against our bodies. Amen? Jesus had to pay a hefty price. Jesus had to pay A hefty price. A hefty price. Think about that. The price he had to pay for us to have blood stripes to be healed by. He had to pay a horrific price. We've got to take it more seriously than we have in the past. Amen? Every time the wind blows, something else comes. Well, send the wind back the other way. Amen? Send the wind back the other way. So this is what we're going to do. Amen? Let's go through Psalm 91 again, because some of you hadn't joined us. Amen? Some of you hadn't joined us. You're just... You're just coming and you're going, what is Pastor talking about? Well, we're in Psalm 91. Join us. We're going to use this. We're going to defeat the enemy using it because it is the word of God. Amen? It is the word of God. He that dwelleth 
in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Your name goes there. And my fortress, your name goes there. My God in him will I trust. You are committing to trusting in the Lord. You're making, you're refreshing your commitment to trust the Lord regardless. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. What's a snare? It's a lure. It's what you put in the fisher people, fishermen people put in the water. Anglers, that's what they call those people, to attract the fish. So he says he's going to deliver us from the snare that the fowler uses. Amen? He's going to do that. Thank you, Brother Marshall. I appreciate that. Amen? That's what we're going to do. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome or deadly pestilence. It's going around everywhere. Well, it shouldn't be coming to you. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid. Some of you need to highlight just that part. Thou shalt not be afraid. Because you still have too much fear in your hearts and minds. Amen? And fear is a sin. We're forbidden to have sin, have uh, sin and fear hanging out in our hearts and minds. For the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence, the sickness, the disease, the plague, whatever it may be, that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth or destroys at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side. It's all on the news. Everybody's got it. Well, no, everybody doesn't. And 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Your name ought to go right there. Only with thine eyes. Shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked? Come, thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge. A refuge is a place you go to get away from disaster. Even the Most High, thy habitation. Your habitation is where you live. That's where you live. There shall no evil befall thee, neither 
shall any plague come near thy dwelling. That ought to cover everyone in your home. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. They're looking out for you under God's command. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. And God has a response to all this, he says, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. But you see, first, we have to set our love upon him. It's important. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So now, saints, it's up to us. God's given us a charge, and it's up to us to do it. Amen? It's up to us to do it. The enemy has planned. And we need to avert his plans in our lives. Amen? We need to be on guard. Amen? We need to be on guard. Uh, For some reason, I see the way these people do what they call fencing. You have these masked people in these outfits waving swords everywhere. Well, we need to wave our sword more than we've been doing. Amen? We need to wave our sword more than we've been doing. So that's what we're going to do in the name of Jesus. And welcome to Miracle Internet Church. We are a Christian Internet ministry and church founded in the love of Jesus Christ and on his holy word. And we welcome you in the name of the Lord. I'm Pastor Sabrina. And God is helping us to grow into the very image of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right. They are very precise, well-practiced with their sword, and we need to be too. I know that we can get all um, distracted with our daily routines and the things we need to do. But we need to know we have an enemy, and our enemy listens to what comes out of our mouth. The angels of God are not the only ones listening to our words. The enemy is too. The enemy is listening to our words. Amen? He's listening to our words. So we need to get back to doing spiritual warfare the way we know we're supposed to. We can't afford to set our weapons down. We have an enemy that's set out for our destruction, but God is on our side. Amen? A healthy good evening to all of our first-time listeners. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. 
And we invite you to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. And when the page uh, changes, click Guest. When it changes again, type in your own name, your name. You know, honest people are transparent. Amen? Honest people have nothing to hide. So sign in using your own name and greet the other persons, the other saints that are in the chat room, and they will respond in kindness and hospitality to you. Praise the Lord. And we thank the Lord for each one of you, wherever you may be, whatever time zone you're in. God is everywhere. He's in your time zone and mine too, all at once. And he never packs up and leaves and goes someplace else. He is with us, saints. So we're not going to take any more of this off of the devil. We're just not going to allow for it. And if he got a lick in on you, you ought to get ten licks in on him. Amen? He did something to you, he ought to have to pay for that. You need to get up and witness to as many people as you can because he just attacked you. Okay, that means I need to witness to somebody else right quick like, Lord, who is it? Amen? Don't let him get away with that. You know, in these sporting events, when somebody makes a point, they say, okay, now the other team has to answer those points. Well, we're not playing a game. This is a war. And if he shoots at you, you better shoot back. Amen. God has given us weapons, and we're supposed to use them. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's no point in having a wonderful sword that's glittering everywhere, and it's just at your side. No, it's supposed to do something. It's supposed to move through the air, and it's supposed to make contact with the enemy. You agree? I pray that you do. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for teaching us to fight the devil, for teaching us to eat the word and to find it and to allow it to become the best meal that we have ever tasted in our lives. Amen? It ought to become the meal of preference for the saints. I know that we've tasted some delicious things in our belly, in our mouths, but not like the word of God. Life is given to us with the word of God. We thank you, Lord, for the armor of God. We thank you, Father, for your encouraging word tonight. We thank you for the spirit of truth that holds together our loins, We thank you for the breastplate of righteousness and our feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take the shield of faith 
so that we're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We're supposed to do something with this shield. You know, your sister comes up in the chat room every day faithfully and encourages us all to put our shields up. Don't just walk around holding it. Put that thing up. It's supposed to do something. It's supposed to help protect you. Amen? Praise the Lord. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. We thank you that you have supplied all of our needs according to our riches, your riches and glory. Yes, Father, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? So we're casting down all these imaginations. All these imaginations, the enemy comes with a symptom, and here we come with an imagination. No, we're, we're casting it down right now in the name of Jesus. We're fighting back. We're giving chase to the enemy in Jesus' name. You know, if you let him cheat you out of divine health, it's because you let him cheat you out of it. Take it back. It's yours. Jesus gave it to you. It is yours. Fight back. Amen? Fight back. We're casting down every imagination. You know, you already start imagining. Okay, that means I got to make an appointment to go to the clinic up the street to get something. You've already got your little plan going. Amen? You you got your little plan going, but you haven't started with the word. Amen. Bring down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we're bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Every single thought. You say, well, I said it one time. Well, you know, you have to keep at it until you get the results you've been looking for, you know. It works, but you got to work the word. Praise God, we all have to. We're going to cast our cares upon the Lord because we're not going to have the open door of stress and doubt and fear and unbelief. Amen? We're not doing it that way this year. If we did it before, Father, we repent in the name of Jesus. We've all done it before. We're not doing it that way this time. We've come to war, and we've come to win. You see, we don't just teach you how to fight the devil. We teach you how to win. But you've got to do what it takes to win. Praise the Lord. So it's time to just stop sitting there. Well, you know that was a nice sermon. No, it's time to get going with it. We war to win. You know, there's some teams, they go to the tournaments and they want to win, but they don't. Some other team is more skilled. Well, we're designed to win. God has given us the victory. Victory belongs to Jesus, and he's given it to us. We're designed to win, and that's what we ought to do. But, you know, we have to decide that that's what we're going to do. 
you know, I can talk talk to you all night long about we're actually geared, set up, and designed to win. But guess what? You've got to make up your mind. I'm going to win. I'm going to win in Jesus' name. I'm not just going to fight the devil three times a week. I'm going to till I win. That's what Joshua did. He fought till he won. We have to learn to persevere. We have to fight till we win. Amen? Your nose is not a place for the devil to deposit disease. It's just not. That's not his deposit place. And you ought not to let him get away with it. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood stripes. We thank you for your warring, linking angels that surround us. We thank you for the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We thank you for the armor of God. Oh, Lord, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you for your very presence in our midst. We thank you for your very presence in our midst. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory. We thank you for every gift, every weapon that you've blessed us with. We thank you for a wholesome and holy inheritance. Amen? And we're going to win. We're going to keep pressing the battle till we win. We're not finished believing for every member of Miracle Outreach Ministries to continue to receive healing in their bodies. We're going to press the battle till we win. And we're not going to stop until everybody is free. This is the army of God, in case you were wondering. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. Amen. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, with his agents, and with his powers and tricks in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind those of all witchcraft attacks. 
We are binding the sources of every single witchcraft attack. And we return these attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar, electronic, digital, technology demons, and all of their attacks, every single one of their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks all brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits, their attacks, sex devils, their attacks, unclean, passive devils, sorcery devils, seducing, womanizing spirits and whoredom spirits, and all of their attacks. We return their attacks too. We're not taking that either. We're not going to have vain imaginations running through our mind night and day. No, we're not. We're not going to tolerate that from the enemy. We're going to give it right back to him. He thought it was so wonderful, let him have it. We're not putting up with that. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're not tolerating it in the name of Jesus Christ. So we want to thank the Lord for what he's taught us, but we're going to use what he's given us. Amen. We bind unclean spirits, passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits, drone spirits, all the sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing and womanizing spirits and their attacks, boredom spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changes and injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, we bind those attacks. We bind the whoredom spirits and all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks. And if you've been giving your mind over to videos, to virtual technology, you need to repent because your mind is filled with devils. There are parts of your mind that you do not have control over because you gave it over to the devil. But you have to get rid of all of that equipment. You can't hold on to it. It's got to go. You know, the man comes by once a week to take it away. You need to put it container. And you probably ought to put a hammer to it before you put it there. Amen You can't keep idolatry in your home And think that it has no effect on you It does It draws illness and sickness and disease of all kinds Amen There's a curse for having idolatry in your residence You can't keep that. Things that are attached to maybe your culture, but they are offensive to God, they've got to go. They've got to go. They can't stay. You're either going to have the Holy Spirit in your home or you're going to have another spirit thing. Amen. Let's just tell the truth. Amen or you're going to have another Salord. 
and the devil will hide things from you. You can walk right past it and not see it. So you have to ask the Lord to open your eyes so you can see it. Amen? Amen. You got to get on your toes, you know. We want to thank the Lord for helping us tonight. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We bind all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils, mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the hands of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and components, all debilitating sonic frequency attacks. We bind the work of every druid. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, mind control by the occult, forced feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks, designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Amen. We're not going to let the devil slip up on us. And saints, if you'll ask the Lord to help you to be alert to attacks, he will do it. Remember, he He gave us that word that if we need help, we need to ask and we'll receive. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are binding all orders of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Russian, Chinese, Korean, Arabic, North American, South American, and all in between, all islands, the Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic, tribal groups, global cabal, indigenous groups. Every kind of grouping there is in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind their black and white magic, their voodoos, their jujus, and everything else of the occult that they use against the kingdom of God. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts in the name of Jesus, and we send it back where it came from because it has no business coming to us. All the hexes and vexes, we bind them and we return them wherever they came from in Jesus' name. And all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in every culture, Haitian culture, Jamaican culture. Every culture, every culture, Italian culture, every culture, Spanish culture, every culture, amen, and every subculture. We bind every demon that's responsible for the dominion of sin. 
We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind the formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind every culture. We bind the demons of every culture that are still doing animal sacrifices. I read the other day that wants to do animal sacrifices so they can celebrate uh, what Abraham did. Well, we have a new a new covenant now. We don't do animal sacrifices. Jesus was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. That's the end of that. We don't do animal sacrifices. So we're binding those animal sacrifices in Jesus' name. We're binding the human sacrifices that's done in all kinds of places. That's right, human sacrifice. We're binding that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're binding all these bullflies and demonic insects. We're binding spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We're binding the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We're binding mammon and his agents. We're binding all demons sent forth to stop, expose, curse, stifle, pervert, confuse, distract, block, Track, besmirch, hinder, monitor, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, and intimidate the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the devils that come to defile, to corrupt, to undermine, to despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders, according to the covenant. We're binding the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We are binding the carnal mind, all addictions, food, lust, and gluttony. We're returning to sender, according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, Psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. That's right. We're not tolerating it from the devil. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, 
no wicked person or unrighteous event are we leaving out of this prayer. We're binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, and we're returning to sender a witchcraft attack through channeling and the satellites against the website. We are binding. Yes, we are in the name of Jesus. We are binding the work that the devil has been doing. We're binding it all the 5G coming off the satellites and the cell towers and through our devices. Amen? We're not taking it. We're not putting up with the devil. Amen? We're not putting up with the devil. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, the New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. Make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantment, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience, horoscopes, numerology, and false religions, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies, and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem. Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind it all in the name of Jesus Christ. This is active binding. We don't passively do this. Amen? We don't passively do this. We bind the king of pride all of his agents, and we bind his work in our own lives. We bind the work of pride in our own lives in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, food, and soulish sacrifices in the name of Jesus. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all false deities, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Kali, Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in 72, and we chain you all with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' holy name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and pact, and the powers that they use in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, we do. We tear that down in the name of Jesus. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips, and what that represents in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. We 
We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and everything else that they've come up with. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity and pride of, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We bind the work of errors in our lives. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. Some of us, the way we were raised, we have traditions and customs, but they are sin. And because they are so familiar to us, we don't necessarily readily recognize it as sin. But we need to ask the Lord to pull back the covers and point it out to us, saints. That's what we need to do. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their heads as well as their own mind control. And we bind the spirit of slumber in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask you for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens. Okay, so you shouldn't have a heavy burden after this prayer. If you do, perhaps you held on to it when you should have let go. Let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power. We bind every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command him to leave us now. In the name of Jesus, amen. All the thoughts that we've had that are not righteous thoughts, with the sword of the Spirit, we cut them free from ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them, and we send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. They can't stay with us. See, it's one thing for a thought to come. It's another thing for you to let it rest there. It's quite another matter. Amen. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially persecuted Christians, which seem to be worldwide, and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. 
You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Father, that we are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we cover our modes of transportation. Thank you, Lord, whatever that may be. Even if you work in a submarine, we're, we're every mode of transportation that there is. If it's a, a mode of transportation, we're covering it with the blood of Jesus. Amen. And we thank you, Lord, for protecting us as we go. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons that would attack us when we're trying to get some rest. We bind those devils. And we put their assignment back on them in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them to come bother us while we're asleep. Amen. We're pulling out. You got voodoo pins? Pull it out. We're pulling out all the voodoo pins. How do I know I have one? You'll feel this prick. And, of course, you can always ask the Holy Spirit. Amen? We're pulling out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, all voodoo. Anything sent to us by the enemy, we got to pull it out and send it away. Cast it away from us in the name of Jesus Christ. We're burning and tearing down ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We don't want any form of agreement with the devil at all. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Tearing down walls of protection around shamanists, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, diviners, sorcerers, and liars. And we're breaking the power of love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, psychic prayers and thoughts, psychic power, psychic warfare, chanting, incantations, sickness, destruction, incense and candle burning, hoodoo, crystals, root work, tribal rituals, ungodly blessings, bewitchment, and everything sent to us by the enemy. We're binding every spirit of bondage. Jesus has set us free. We're not going back into where we came from. We're not going back into bondage. Amen? We're not going back into bondage. Jesus has set us free. We are so appreciative that we're going to do everything he teaches us to do to stay free. It's one thing to get free. It's another thing to stay free. Amen? It takes far more faith to stay free than to get free. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I release over the people of God the freedom that Jesus Christ came to give us, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We don't have to go back into bondage. You know, if you'd received a healing and the saints said amen, If you'd received a healing before and you got busy with other things and the enemy stole your healing, you can get it back again. 
That's right. You can get it back again. It's yours. Go get it. It's yours. Go get it. Amen. Fight back. Fight back. You know, that's one thing. Stop doing, saints, as the body of Christ. We've got to stop letting the enemy get away with things, and we've got to stop being passive when he attacks us. Amen? We've got to stop sitting there. He's just attacking away, and we're sitting there watching him attack us, and we're not doing anything about it. That's just not the way it works. Amen? Amen. So our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 10. Psalm 10. And our verse for meditation is found in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And our featured ebook is Discerning of Spirit, Bible Study. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our guest calling number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight the Lord has a few things to say. He has a few things he'd like to say if we don't mind listening. Amen. Let's see what's going on here with this. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Abide in the word. Abide in the word. That's right. Abide in the word. In John, the gospel of John, chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. John, the gospel of John, chapter 8 beginning with verse 31. And Jesus, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, And the truth shall make you free. Well, Lord, we want to thank you. The truth is available for us to know so that we can be free and that you're providing it for us because we don't want to walk in darkness. We want to walk in the light of the light of Jesus Christ. So what does Jesus mean when he says to us, to continue or to abide in his word. It means to involve our minds and hearts in memorizing, personalizing, visualizing the word of God. It means to have intimate contact with the scriptures, not a casual Passover. You know, Uh, I know a lot of people, well, I won't say it that way, I know of some Christians 
who say, I read the Bible, and they do, they do read the Bible, but they don't read it with the mindset to apply it to their hearts and lives, unless it's something they've heard preached five or six or seven or eight times. They don't really dig into the word, as we call it. You know, you can have a patch of ground and you walk over it all day. It's quite another thing to get a shovel and start turning the ground over. It's quite another matter. So Jesus wants us to become intimately involved with the scriptures. Amen? It is a form of private devotion, which consists of deep, continued reflection on some theme which is highlighted in Scripture. I'll say that again. It is a form of private devotion, which consists of deep, continued reflection on some theme which is highlighted in Scripture. Seriously thinking about the Scriptures and what they are saying to us is regarded as beneficial for Christians. Yes, it's good for Christians to think about what the scriptures are saying and what they mean to you personally. It's not about them. It's about the scriptures affecting you. Amen. In order to achieve such ends, we ought to make a deliberate effort to put all distractions out of our thoughts, and to engage with the Lord as we reflect on his word. Hmm. You know, sometimes when you come to church, saints, you've just gotten in the door. And all kinds of thoughts have been in your mind all day long, just all different kinds. Well, before you come, you need to settle down. On the inside, you need to begin to consecrate yourself. What does that mean? Set to hear from God. You need to shut out certain kinds of things that are interferences. And you need to begin to focus your mind and your heart on the things of God. That's right. That's what you do. It's important. So you just left the chicken uh, shack, and you got you some fried chicken with some French fries and you're, and some iced tea, and you're on your way home, and, okay, you got to get here in time for church. Well, at some point between leaving the chicken shack and getting home, you need to start refocusing your thoughts on the things of God. You need to start the shift. You need to start putting your mind on Jesus. And it needs to start coming out of your mouth. Amen? Amen. So, at some point, 
before you you turn on the broadcast, you need to make a deliberate effort to put the distractions out of your thoughts and to engage with the Lord as we reflect on his word. Continuing in the word with the Lord is very important. Very. Reflecting on his word leads us toward victory. Really? That's right. That you will not truly understand without sitting there, reflecting on the word, allowing the light of God to shine in your heart and mind so that you can see from within what God's trying to say to you. Amen? It'll just be another scripture on the page. But no, if you stop and you begin to read Cash that scripture over and over in your mind, in your heart, asking for the Lord to bring light to you, enlightenment, understanding, revelation, because you want that word to sink deep in your heart. You're going to need that word. Something's going to happen. You're going to have to pull it out and have it ready. But the deposit's got to be made. Amen? The deposit must be made. Praise God. The deposit must be made. And it has to be made regularly. That's right. We have to actually give. You know, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our And it just goes on with all of our strength. We have to actually give time to do some of that. Amen. We have to do that. It's it's a nice thought to have read the scripture. It's quite another matter to actually implement. Reflecting on his word leads us toward victory. We receive more confidence, more trust in our spirits, when we have reflected on the scriptures that talk about that. We allow those scriptures to really begin to take root in us. And if we keep putting it in, it will help to uproot what's in the way. Amen? Things are in us that are in the way. The word is very, very powerful, saints, very, very powerful. We talked about the seeds being sown by the sower. Well, when it does hit good ground, it's a powerhouse. When it hits good ground, it's a powerhouse. And God wants us to allow the word to be that powerhouse in us. Reflecting on his word leads us toward victory. See, we can do this whenever we make space and time to do so. There's some people that get up early in the morning and they sneak into the garage, sit in the car, 
and worship the Lord and have prayer time. Why? Because that's the only space they've got. Some people do it in the bathroom. Some people, you know, whatever they can find. But whatever you can find, use it to the glory of God. Amen? Whatever you have available, use it to the glory of God. I remember stories of aunties and grandmoms getting up in the middle of the night to pray. And the little one would wake up in the middle of the night and hear her praying and go look in the room to see what's going on. Well, what is she doing? She's praying to God. And so it's when little people see the big people on their knees crying out to God that it makes a permanent impression in them. My grandmother got up every morning and got down on her knees by the side of her bed and began to pray. And so I got the idea in my mind that if she can get up and get on her knees and talk to God, I could go in her room by her bed and I could talk to God too. I was a very little child. But you see, examples are extremely powerful. I wonder with the parents, have your children ever seen you pray? Have they ever seen you studying the word? You know, you know, parenting has changed over the years for some reason. But some children have never seen their parent on their knees praying to God. Not ever. Not ever. Amen? I'm glad I had an example. That's how I got here. Amen? So we can do this whenever we make space and time to do so. I mentioned before that I was driving home on the interstate when a traffic jam developed. Rather than getting upset about it, I kept my composure and calm. I began to worship the Lord in song and to meditate on the scriptures in the song and its message to me. I became more aware of the presence of the Lord than I was aware of the heat outside and the pressure of the traffic jam. I allow those scriptures to sink deeper into my heart as I sang and worshiped the Lord in my car. Although the traffic issue lasted for more than an hour, I was transformed in the heat of the day on the interstate. Some of us have very unpredictable schedules. We do not have total command of how our time is utilized. For for those saints, I encourage you to take every available moment to steal away to Jesus. 
every available moment to steal away to Jesus. It's well worth the extra effort, and you and others will be blessed. I once heard of a saint who started meditating on the word of God at 26 years of age. At 88 years old, he was well able to quote and recite chapter after chapter the Gospel of Matthew. Wow. His mind had been preserved by the word of God. His mind had been preserved by the word of God. And if you have a job, as most people do these days, where you have to spend large blocks of time on the computer, you've got to put some word in you because the computer comes to take over your mind. That's why when you give these little children these electronic toys, you can't get it out of their hands. It has taken over their mind. That's the design of it, to take over your mind, to take over your rational, sound mind, and to wipe the word of God out of you. Amen? Psalm 40, verse 11. Psalm 40, verse 11. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. Some of you have the benefit of while you're at work, you can play the scriptures and you can listen to the broadcast. It helps you get through your work day. Amen, it does. You know, we uh, encourage the saints to play the word of God over you as much as possible, 24 hours a day if possible. Yes, I do play the word of God over me 24 hours a day. Yes, even when I'm sound asleep. The gospel is playing over me. It makes for a completely different atmosphere in your home and wherever else you are. And your spirit man is absorbing from the word of God. You're in a state of sleep. Spirit man is busy responding to the word. It's garnering nourishment from the scriptures. You see, God has set us up. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. He set us up so that we can win. And even in our sleep, we can receive from the word of God. Hmm, my, you hadn't thought about that. You hadn't thought about that. Well, think about that. Psalm 37 Verse 28, Psalm 37, verse 28, For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. 
They are preserved forever. Preserved, yes, preserved. They are preserved forever. Really? Really? That's what God said. He preserves his saints. That's right. Really? Yes. Amen. He enables us to maintain a condition so that we're still prosperous, still healthy, we're still moving forward, we're still functional. The continued effort of corruption can't take over. He does that for us. We should thank him and praise him for it. Amen? I I do believe so. I do believe so. Psalm 61. Psalm 61, verse 7. Psalm 61, verse 7. He shall abide before God forever. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. Prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. Psalm 86, verse 2. Psalm 86, verse, preserve my soul, for I am holy. Hmm. Think about that. Think about what this is saying. You're asking God to preserve your mind, your will, your emotions, your your thinking capacity. Preserve my soul. Amen. Preserve my soul. Why? For I am holy. I'm holy. I'm completely set apart to God. I surrender. I'm here. He inhabits me. And I'm following his law. And I'm asking him to save me because I'm trusting in him. I'm looking up to him for constant, in constant hope. I'm asking him to preserve me from what's going on in the world. You know, God uh, preserved Jonah when he took that um, submarine of a fish through the water. He got preserved in whale stomach fluid. I wouldn't have liked it that way, but that's the way it turned out for him. God can preserve whatever he wants to preserve. Amen? Saints, as we spiritually chew on the word of God and re-chew the word of God, it becomes a part of us. When we digest food, the nutrients found in the food become 
a part of our physical body. You know, the Bible talks about us drinking of a spiritual rock, and that spiritual rock being Christ. Amen? So as we take in the word of God, it's nutrients not only to our souls but to our bodies. If we want to be healed, as we have declared that we do, if we want to see it fully manifest in our bodies as we claim we want to, we've got to put more word in us, dear. We have to have more word, more active word in us. We've been putting a lot in, but we've got to go a little further. We've got to go another step further. Amen? And that's what God's calling us to. We're being very persistent in our request to God for everybody in Miracle Outreach Ministries to be healed. And God's on the case. But there's some things we have to do, too. And that's what this message is about. We need to do, too. Amen? In much the same way, when we reflect on the scriptures and rerun them over in our mind, its truth becomes a part of our hearts and minds. When we mull it over in our minds, over and over and over, those scriptures not only cleanse, but they provide nutrients to our spirit. The word affects every part of us, if we allow it to. Praise God. You know, our God is very effective in what he does. Very effective in what he does. Saints, this is part of the process of transformation. This is how we move from where we are to more like Jesus. There's some scripture that we just chewed on and chewed on and chewed on and chewed on until after a while you hear it coming back out of our mouths. Somebody will say something and we'll say, no, but the Bible says such and such and such. It's becoming a part of us. But we have to keep going. We have to keep at it. We have to let it go all the way down. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. Hmm. Really? Yes. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, Romans says to us, and hearing by the word of God. That's another reason that we encourage you to play the word over you as often as possible. Because we need to grow in trusting the Lord. 
Amen. We do. We need to grow in trusting the Lord. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. Hearing, receiving, applying. Amen? Holding on to the word that you receive. There are people that come to church, and an hour later they can't tell you what church was about because they weren't really actively involved. They were just passively letting whatever was being said or sung or prayed about just roll right over their heads. Well, you can either jump in, Or you can sit on the sideline, but it's no fun unless you're jumping in. Watching everybody else get blessed and you're just sitting there is not fun. Christianity is meant to be enjoyed, too. I'm sure some people are shocked over that. But it's the truth. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's an enjoyable, pleasurable experience with the Lord and with others. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. God is our refuge and strength. And strength. A very present help in trouble. Be still and know that I am God. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely Give us all things. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He will subdue our iniquities 
and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Well, now, since he's done all that, what are you doing with it? Amen? Amen? We need to think about it. We need to let the word go deeper in us, saints. We need to allow the word of God to go yet deeper in, yes, we do. We need to allow the word of God to go deeper in us. Praise the Lord. Well, you see, we so that the word planted in our spirit, even in our sleep, blooms into faith within our heart. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word. I don't know where I am or where I'm headed. Well, thy word is the lamp that I need to look for. And thy light. For my pathway. Amen. Well, for the lamp to come on, the word must be reflected upon. God's favorite broadcasting channel is the word of God. God's favorite broadcasting channel is the word of God. The more we plant the scriptures into our hearts and minds, the easier it becomes to hear from God. As we reflect on the word of God and as we interact with the Lord, our hearing becomes clearer. Saints' reflection on the word of God is not drudgery. Rather, it is a refresher. It's a refresher. Some of you uh, don't even pray in your prayer languages anymore. You know, it's like you put it on a shelf and you forgot all about it. No, there's a refreshing that comes to the saints. It's a refreshing. You've not pressed far enough with your prayer language to break through to where God wants you to. Well, I just no. You focus on the Lord. You begin to worship him from within. Then you release your prayer language. There's a right way to do things. Amen? Amen. You know, this refreshing from the Lord is better than just regular fresh air. If we want to become successful in every area of our life, we must meditate on the word of God. Many persons begin with a chapter which contains scriptures that they are already endeared to. And they reflect on each verse. 
you will discover greater understanding and peace in your mind as you keep these scriptures at the forefront of your thoughts. We can commit our memories to memorizing one scripture verse every other day, can't we? To memorizing one scripture verse every other day, can't we? When God told Joshua to meditate on the word, Joshua understood that God wanted him to be thoroughly saturated, completely soaked with the word of God. Thoroughly saturated, completely soaked with the word of God. He got the point. He was to keep the scriptures in his mind, in his mouth, and dictating his actions. He was to keep the scriptures in his mind, in his mouth, dictating his actions. That's called walking in the spirit. Saints, we are called to become examples of God's living word in action. We are called to become examples of God's living word in action. In action. Joshua did it and so can we. Joshua chapter 11 verse 15. Joshua chapter 11 verse 15. Joshua chapter 11, verse 15. As the Lord commanded Moses his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. Amen? The Lord commanded Moses, Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did what the Lord and what Moses commanded. And he left nothing undone, nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. That's a testimony. That is a testimony. The word of God inside us fills us with the life of God. There are things that vitamins and food simply cannot do. The word of God fills us with God's very life. There are things that vitamins and food cannot do for us. We must have the word of God. Psalm 63, verse 6. Psalm 63, verse 6. Psalm 63, verse 6. David said, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, 
So it seems that David's secret place to steal away to Jesus was on his bed and in the middle of the night. Amen? He had a place. He had a time where he could put the distractions away and focus on the Lord. Everyone has a perfect place, and it's never too late to begin. Amen? Amen. So that's what the Lord wants us to know, calling us to do it. No matter what, now I I want you to know the devil's going to come to fight you, okay? He's not going to help you do this. But you need to come ready to fight. Amen? You need to come ready to fight. You need to come ready to do battle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I firmly believe, saints, that if we'll get our minds and hearts right, our bodies will straighten up too. Besides, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, there's a reward to receive. Let's get on it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to uh, do something a little different right now. I'm going to go to the guest call-ins right now, and I'm going to go to area code 209. Area code 209, you're on the air. Hello? Area code 209, you're on the air in Jesus' name. All right, maybe this person is at work. Praise the Lord. Amen. Area code 410. You're on the air in Jesus' name. Hi, I uh, called you um, last Friday, was it? I I can't even remember the day. And um, you prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And it did help. It, it um, I know you were. Uh, it, you know it did help, but I'm still uh, uh, not out of the woods yet. I haven't been to work, and um, and you told me to call back, and so I'm calling back, which I appreciate. All right. Well, you know, healing is a process. It takes a while. What's the Lord been telling you to do? Well, um, like uh, yesterday, um, I i mean, I know you just talked about it tonight, but like last night I just coughing fit after coughing fit, and I couldn't get to bed till about 1 o'clock, and um, I remembered that the doctor gave me some um, steroids, and I just, I took one of those, and it finally, the pain finally subsided a little bit and I, I guess part of me is disappointed that 
I mean, we were constantly in prayer. We we are constantly in prayer. And um, again, we've been we've been hitting on the witchcraft, and we believe that that is taken care of. It's you know once we've once you've uh, you know prayed about it and and are doing everything you know to stand, then we stand. But uh, again, the, the attacks are just um, unrelenting, which you know they're going to come. But I, I don't, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> well, dear, have you listened to our broadcast on Return to Sender? Uh, no, I don't know when that was. Okay, <laughs> well, one of the things that people do in this ministry that we uh, strongly encourage is for you to ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive. On our website, across the banner, when the website comes up, the page comes up, it says Archive Sermon. Ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archive to the sermon he wants you to hear. Okay. Okay. There's something there he wants you to hear and he wants you to know. Okay. And before the broadcast is over... I pray Brother Bill, if he has the opportunity to, will put that um, link. Yes, it's already in the chat room on Return to Sender. Thank you, Brother Bill. It's already there. Okay. Let me look. You need to listen to that. Okay. You need to listen to that. And you need to take notes and look those scriptures up and do what it says to do. Amen. Okay. Also, yeah, you amen. have to get some rest. You well, have I haven't to get been to work rest. all year. You have to do, get You know, we do have a, a nine and a three-year-old, and yeah. it just so happens that the, the nine-year-old was assaulted on the bus, on his bus, both coming to and from school. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's an attack. You know what I mean? The, the enemy is just just uh, unrelenting, so I have to go handle that. But So anyway, I'm just calling, just unloading all, all my right. problems on you. Well, no, I don't see it in the chat. Yes, it is. Amen. I just looked at it. It's okay, been... maybe I'm... Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, find, I'll definitely find it. You know, it's right there, and, and it's quite visible. There's a link there. Okay. Brother Bill, maybe I, I may not know how to get to the chat room. I know you went over it earlier, but I, I couldn't catch it. I'm at the Miracle Internet Church. Uh-huh, it says MIC Radio Chat. Oh, MIC Radio Chat. Yes, and I give you every time we come on the air. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just started listening. That's the one thing I believe that the Lord did last Friday is I haven't, in my phone, it says Dr. Pat Live. So I haven't listened to you since she passed away. So I believe that that's one thing the Lord said 
because you came to mind. Your prayers came to mind. So I believe the Lord tied me back in and, you know, he, he told me to call you. And, um, so that's one thing. Okay. okay. Oh, there it is. Okay. I have it. Okay. okay you see I'll the lamp All right. Yes. You need to listen to that and you need to do what it tells okay. you to do. And you need okay. to spend plenty of time asking the Holy Spirit to take you into the archives. See up there across the banner? It says uh, archive sermon. Okay. All right. This is not a candy yes. store. You don't go in there going, right. oh, this sounds good. I need to listen to this. Oh, I think I want one of these. No. The Holy Spirit takes you in. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And if you want to go in the archive, you ask the Holy Spirit to take you where he wants you to go. He's in charge of your life, and you're supposed to be being directed by him. You don't freelance You do not freelance Christianity. You are under discipline. Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. You're under his discipline, and you are led by the Holy Spirit. You don't get to be self-willed. We teach people Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7, implementing it in your life on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I would advise you to listen to that to that sermon and allow the yeah. Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to take you to other places on the website where he wants you to hear what he wants you to hear. Okay. Amen? Amen. I totally agree. And you cannot necessarily tell by the title. Right. I've heard them all. Okay. Most of them, I was there, but I've heard them all. So if you think you can just go to this title, oh, this is about, no, it doesn't always work that way. The Holy Spirit knows what's recorded there. You need to follow him. Amen. 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 Yes. Okay, Father, saints, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Uh, We lift up the situation with the nine-year-old and uh, whatever happened uh, to him. We take authority, dominion, and power over the attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return to sender according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We forbid any further attacks against the nine-year-old in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Father, to put a hedge of protection around him in Jesus' name and to give the parent wisdom and knowledge in how to handle this matter according to the word of God. We thank you, Father, for the right words, the right mindset, the right attitudes, the right disposition. And if legal action needs to be taken, Father, that you will give guidance and counsel concerning it in Jesus. We bind the traumatizing effects of what happened to the nine-year-old in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask you, Father, to continue your plan of healing for this brother in Jesus' name. We know that you're working in his body, and we ask you, Father, to give him wisdom and insight 
into the things of his life, the situations of his life, that he might move forward in healing in Jesus' name. We release the blood stripes of Jesus into his body right now. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You, Amen. You know, I can remember times that I was at work and I seriously had colds and chills and cramps. I was actually laying on the floor in a fetal position oh. and uh, doing my job at the same time. But I was continually saying, by his stripes I have been healed. Amen. By his stripes I have been healed. I was saying it continually while I'm laying on the floor, shaking and trembling and cold oh. and sweating, and then going to the bathroom to throw up and then laying back on the floor while I do my job. While I'm actually doing the job The technician does this part I do that part I'm working from on the floor And I'm saying by his stripes I have been healed The whole time Yeah Amen Amen All right Okay God bless you Well thank you so much you're welcome. We'll keep praying for you. Okay, okay thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Praise your name, Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you and we give you the praise. Amen. We thank you and we give you the praise. Area code 561, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Area code 561. Hello? Maybe you don't know which button to push. All right. We'll let you work with the technology. Amen. Area code 818. You're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to, I, I've been meaning, I wanted to email you about it, but um, I do have privacy now, so I can talk about it. Um, there was someone in my building who, um, from what I was told and what I believe was heavily into, um, like, witchcraft, like, witch doctor level witchcraft, and the person died right before Christmas, and... I, I don't know, I thought the Holy Spirit was, like, telling me that a lot of, like, this, remember I've been dealing with, like, a lot of, like, like bugs being, it's just. Yes, swarms, I remember. Like, yes, and God just let me know that that was coming from him. Like, that we have had, like, some kind of issues because he was, like, um, like smoke, you know, in the, back, in the uh, elevator and shut it down, and I need the elevator, like, you know, and so there, there had been a few issues, and so I didn't realize that he was, you know, it was the Holy Spirit telling me that he was behind, like, things, you know, curses out. And that, um, and I know, and the Holy Spirit said that, you know, he was not going to um, let him, you know. Well, I had asked God about it because his mom had kicked him out. He, he's an older, he's like in his 30s, 40s maybe, but his mom had, like, a restraining order against him. And he would always just, like, lay outside her apartment wanting to get in and the Lord told me to have compassion on him around Thanksgiving and to, you know, to see if he needs food. And I gave him a meal. I get, you know, I helped, I charged his phone. I was just 
the Lord showed me, you know, told me to be kind to him. And so when he died, like a month later, I asked God, why, you know, why did you have me do that? And then he died, you know, and God said he wasn't, you know, he gives people room for repentance, but he was not going to let him go into the new year um, with the level of heavy duty witchcraft. And, but I don't know, it's, it's when I passed his mom, I, I'm sorry for the loss of your son. Like, I still don't wish anyone to die. And she was just, like, yelling at me, like, like it was my fault that he died. And I'm like, it was so bizarre. I had nothing to do with you know I me. Mean? I had nothing to do with it. It was like a, you know, whatever he died of, you know, whatever. Um, it's just bizarre. Like, it's like somehow I think she's connected to witchcraft, and somehow in the spirit she knew. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I know when we reverse the, the witchcraft back on to people, you know, like to the original source, I don't know if that, I don't know, I'm like confused about it. But all I know is that this woman is yelling at me. She's opening up the laundry with my, you know, when we're doing laundry and like, you know, we have a communal laundry room and my, um, she's giving my daughter really dirty looks. And then my daughter start having all these like accidents and stuff. So I've been reversing and all these weird things are happening and, I just want to be free from it. I feel bad that he died, but at the same time, like, okay, number one, number one, (laughs) number one, when God decides to take somebody off the planet, there's nothing for you to feel sorry about. Okay. Okay. You're allowing (laughs) your emotions to run you around in this. And that's wrong. You should treat yourself better. Now, that woman has her own problem, and I'm sure part of it is is witchcraft. To mention, she's lost her son, and she's traumatized. And so anybody saying anything to her is going to send her off. And here you come dancing in with the Holy Spirit. So she manifested, okay? It's not personal. It's not personal. It's her demons acting like demons. And you need to learn not to take it personally. Okay. You're trying to put her in the category of a normal, whatever that means these days, person. And she's not. That woman has issues on top of issues. Her issues have issues. You obeyed God and did what he told you to do. God has done what he decided to do. Now that settles it. Okay. Okay? Put it to rest. Yes. yes. um, Because, you know, it's right after he died, the level of, like, the little squeegee flies dramatically decreased. But um, we're still having the spiders, and we're still having some flies. It's just weird, but I really want all that. We can reverse it. Well, you have authority, dominion, and power over all that. Go back and read where in the beginning, in Genesis, where God gave mankind authority, things, flying things, all kinds of things that he created. You have authority, dominion, and power over that. Use it. You've got the name I of Jesus. Yeah, I had you a need to do what you've day. been taught to do. You need to do what you've been taught to do and stick with it. 
Okay. Okay. You need to put your prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. And since we're on that subject, let me make a, a note to everyone else. There are some of you who are new, and you don't understand uh, the global prayer room um, the way we do it. In the global prayer room, first of all, you must address God. If you just come up there and say, my problem is I broke my finger, y'all pray for me, that's not the way we do the global prayer warriors prayer room. Your prayers must be addressed to God. It's a prayer room. It's not a chat room. It's a prayer room where prayer is supposed to go on. Prayer is a conversation with God, with a deity. It's not a a communication directly to the other saints. You cannot direct the saints to pray for you. That's not what we do in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. In the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, your request has to be directed to God, and it's got to say so. Whenever you write a letter to somebody, you say, Dear so-and-so. When you come to the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, Your request must be directed to God himself, not to the saints, to God. Then you need to briefly state what your request is. God already knows what has happened. You need to state what you need. Lord, I need such and such and such. And then you need to put two or three scriptures that relate, that's how we do it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. You have to talk to God. You can't talk to the saints. That's not the place to tell the saints. Well, yesterday my daughter had surgery. Lovely. You need to address your comments in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room to God himself. Then you say what you want. You are talking to God. You're not talking to anybody else. And then you need to put a few scriptures that relate to the prayer request. That's how we do it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. We don't come up and report what has happened to everybody else. No, we address our request to God himself. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's scriptural. We state what we want. Please heal my broken finger. Then we put a couple of scriptures. I thank you for healing me. Then you're done. That's five lines. Amen? Praise the Lord. Then the saints of God who come up to add their agreement, they come into agreement with whatever God has decided. I know some of you still have it stuck in your head that we come up and we come in agreement with your prayer request, but that's incorrect. What we come into agreement with is the decision that the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit make concerning your prayer request. 
Whatever God decides about your prayer request, we come in agreement with God's decision and with the scriptures that you list. If you list no scriptures, we can't come in agreement with scriptures that you didn't put there. So that's how the Global Prayer Warriors Room works. When you want to put a request in, you make your request known unto God. Just like the Bible said, put a couple of scriptures in that correlate. The saints come up in agreement with the decision of the Godhead concerning your prayer request. The saints cannot answer your prayers. Only God can. We come into agreement with whatever God's answer and solution is for you and with the scriptures that you place in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. Amen? Amen. So, everybody get to work doing what God calls us to do. Amen? And things will flow better for all of us. In Jesus' holy name. And, Father, while I'm at this subject, I may as well do this. All the prayer requests that are in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room at this time, we come into agreement with the answers and solutions that the Godhead has determined and with the scriptures that are listed with the prayer requests that pertain to the prayer request. In Jesus' holy name, amen. And the church said amen. 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 So now, you need to go find those scriptures in Genesis that talk about you having authority. Amen. Over animals, over flying things. And you need to get to work. Amen. We're waiting to agree with you. I will do that. Okay. God bless you. We'll talk with you later. Okay. Love you. Love you. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I forgot something again. There it is. I forgot it again, God. Amen. All righty. Praise the Lord. So we got some housework, housekeeping issues taken care of. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me see if I can find what I'm looking for. There it is. Oh, 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 oh. There it is. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Democrat Party's recent attempt to use the Bible to defend their pro-abortion policies, things short of hypocritical. The most recent example of this was when Michigan Democratic Representative Hillary Scolton opposed the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act which requires doctors to perform life-saving measures on babies who survive abortion. Shelton, like many of her Democratic colleagues, believe 
empathize, I didn't say that right, is a woman's choice and use her so-called pro-choice Christian values to justify it. Her statements and actions are completely contradictory. She talked about her unborn daughter, and she called her a she, knowing that she was a child, not a clump of cells. But then she still advocated for abortion, claiming to be a pro-choice Christian. This is not only misguided and advocate for abortion. So she also tried to use a misquote of Jeremiah 1.5 to make her case. In the verse, in context, it affirms the fact that a child is a child, you, in the womb, and therefore should be protected. But she twisted the words of the Bible to fit her own agenda, completely disregarding what God's plan was for that innocent child. Now, you know, that's bad. You know, saints, don't do that. There's a judgment on that. I just wanted to let you know there's a judgment for doing that. There sure is. Jeremiah 1.5 reads, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Okay? So I don't know where she got abortion out of that, but her twisted mind came up with it. The verse in context affirms the fact that a child is a child, you in the womb. But she twisted the words of the Bible to fit her own agenda, completely disregarding what God's plan was for that innocent child. Sadly, the act passed, but 210 Democratic lawmakers voted against it, suggesting their support of letting a born-alive child die on a table rather than trying to save them. So this is a child that has been born and is alive. And so they don't want the doctor to try to save the child and make sure the child thrives. They want the child to just die right there on the table. This is a sign of the Democrats' anti-life values and a clear indication of how far they're willing to go to defend their pro-abortions. It's disheartening to see so many Democrats taking the words of the Bible and using them to support something that's clearly against God's will. The Lord is clear in his stance on the sanctity of life, and it's wrong for them to twist his words to suit their own agenda. It's even more upsetting to see them advocate for emphasis and refusing to protect innocent babies. At the end of the day, no amount of pro-choice Christian rhetoric can make what the Democratic Party is doing right. Their hypocrisy is clear, and, they and their disregard for the sanctity of life is appalling. It's time for them to take a step back and recognize that their agenda is not in line with the teachings of the Bible. Mm-hmm. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a street preacher in Minnesota who dared to wear a T-shirt declaring Jesus saves to the Mall of America in Bloomington was recently threatened with eviction 
from the mall if he didn't remove the shirt because it was offending people. Well, really? Well, what about the way some people dress nowadays that offends a whole lot of people? My goodness. I'm wanting some of them to put some clothes on. The T-shirt also had a message stating Jesus is the only way with the word coexist crossed out. Jesus is associated with religion, and it's offending people, a mall security guard can be heard telling the preacher identified as Paul Shoro. In a video recorded by Kameko Rawls and shared on Facebook, Shoro attempted to explain to the security guard that his T-shirt wasn't about religion but eternal life. But the security guard told him that it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. All we are asking you to do is to take the shirt off. So the man gets dressed, shows up to the mall, and you want him to disrobe. Uh-huh. Well, isn't that interesting? When Shaw insisted that he didn't speak or say anything to anyone except wear his T-shirt, the guard insisted the only options he had were to take the offending T-shirt off or leave. If you want to shop here, you need to take that shirt off, the security guard declared to Shoro forcefully as he kept inquiring why his shirt was offensive. Again, sir, it is religious soliciting. There is no soliciting on property that is private property, the guard replied. Shoro responded that he is a U.S. citizen who knows the Constitution. The preacher would later explain in a follow-up interview uh, that he had been handing out tracts and witnessing at the mall a few weeks prior to the controversial January 7 encounter, and the security guards warned him not to do it. A couple of weeks, they find out that I'm doing this, and they warn me, do not do it again, and I was really very angry because, I mean, they allow tens of thousands of people in that mall. You know, it's the biggest mall in America. So I was so mad because they stopped me from preaching the gospel, he said. During the recently concluded Christmas holiday season, Shoro explained that he was suspended for 24 hours for handing out tracts. The day they, the mall security told him he needed to take his, off his shirt, he said, he told them, I'd rather go to jail or I'd rather die. He said the Lord eventually sent an officer to intervene on his behalf. After the officer spoke to the security guards, he was told that he was good to go in the mall with his shirt intact. So this is what you have, you see. One of the reactions came from a pastor who said a man wearing a Jesus shirt uh, at the Mall of America is ordered to take it off or leave. That kind of persecution is happening, and we must not back down. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Amen? Some critics argue that Shoro's T-shirt was offensive because he had coexist crossed out, and that is hate speech. Seriously. Okay, that's where their minds are. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Adam A. C. 
CEO of Open the Books, revealed the existence of a culture of secrecy at the National Institutes of Health, where Dr. Anthony Fossey spent many years that enabled scientists to acquire over $1 billion in royalties from grants. Adam stated in an interview with comedian Russell Brand on January 15th that this system of NIH scientists gaining royalties from grants is only possible due to the fact that NIH operates as a revolving door. Every year, the agency doles out about $32 billion worth of grants to about 54,000 healthcare entities across the United States. Think pharmaceutical companies, universities, research outfits, the entire public health complex. That buys you a lot of friends, and that buys you a lot of allies. So he found out that over the past 12 years, the NIH leadership and 2,400 of its scientists have received $1.4 billion in undisclosed royalties from third parties. He argued that it is a complex web of self-interest, and he pointed to the involvement of Dr. Anthony Fossey and his wife, Dr. Christine Grady, both of them who work at the NIH, National Institutes of Health. If U.S. public health was a game show, he said, I think we'd have to call it Meet the Fosses. Dr. Anthony Fossey is a former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, while Dr. Christine Grady is the chief of the Department of Bioethics the National Institutes of Health Clinical Center. Both, although both organizations are distinct entities, they fall under the purview of the National Institutions of Health. He commented that this isn't the first time Dr. Anthony Fauci has made questionable ethics choices in medicine, citing an instance from 2005 when the Associated Press obtained an unredacted database and found that Fossey had dismantled all the firewalls and received $45,000 of royalties for an AIDS therapeutic that he had invented. Not only did Dr. Anthony Fossey personally benefit from his invention, but he also used taxpayer money to commercialize it. As the director of the agency, he had invested another $36 $36 million of taxpayer money to enhance his invention. And once this was exposed, he said he would donate his royalties to charity. Well, guess what? Adam says that he never did give the money back. Fossey never did give the money back. He also pointed out that his career began has been negatively impacted as a result of his reporting on Dr. Anthony Fauci, the highest paid official in the government during the pandemic. Forbes treated me well for eight years until I started writing about Anthony Fauci. I wrote three columns about Fauci over the course of three weeks. And those are the last columns I ever wrote at Forbes. So, now, 
He wrote a column in January 2022, a year ago, citing financial disclosures that revealed Dr. Anthony Fauci's household income was $1.7 million in 2020 alone. My, the numbers do not lie. They tell the truth. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, and so it begins. The lurch toward the sentient robot dystopia that we've been imagining all these years as artificial intelligence blossoms, making mankind nothing more than livestock for the system around them. Well, maybe it's not exactly that bleak just yet, but one major tech news outlet, outlet just took a secret step in that direction, and the results were shocking. A popular news outlet has been publishing articles written by artificial intelligence since November, keeping it on the down low. Tech media site CNET has been publishing the articles since November, and lots of readers don't seem to have noticed. The portal has reportedly churned out and published 73 artificial intelligence-generated articles since then. This article was created using an artificial intelligence engine and reviewed, fact-checked, and edited by our editorial staff, reads a note on the website under the headline, date and author-editor credit. Humans were still involved, but only in a managerial role. The publication mentioned on its website that it doesn't compromise on its journalistic integrity and that a team of editors is involved in the editorial process from ideation to publication. It even blindsided some of those who work for CNET. Ironically, Jackson Ryan, a reporter for the tech and news site, wrote an article on the website last month where he said that journalism jobs are safe from being pounced on by technology when talking about chat GPT and artificial intelligence. It it definitely can't do the job of a journalist, Ryan wrote. To say so diminishes the act of journalism itself. Scarier still, artificial intelligence could very well be programmed to reverse engineer the review-generating algorithms of the advertising sector, and then publish news articles catered to the sensationalist aesthetic as opposed to the tenets of journalistic integrity. (sighs) Which lie do you want to believe? Well, I don't want to believe any. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the world economic Forum, it's attempting to normalize the idea of implanting tracking chips, <clears throat> excuse me, into humans via the internet bodies, a highly controversial technology. The Internet of Bodies, or IOB, 
is the biological extension of the Internet of Things that brought us driverless cars and smart homes. As part of the Great Reset, both are part of the plans for the future of humanity devised by the elites of the World Economic Forum. The Internet of Bodies confirms its belief in the eternal benefits of technology and promises to improve our health and extend our life. That's a good idea, isn't it? No. The meaning becomes clear once you understand it. The key word is here, here is data. Data is supposed to be the new oil in this new technological era. Our phones and Fitbits are used to collect data about our location, spending patterns, educational and economic status, political allegiances, walking steps, and oxygen levels. But through the Internet of Bodies, more and more nanosensors and robots will be embedded in our bodies, turning us into quantifiable information platform that can be easily commoditized and and even manipulated remotely. In other words, they plan to use nanosensors and some of everything under the sun to embed it in our body, and it can be done. It can be done. Hello. By collecting all this data, data owners will be able to develop very detailed profiles of the population that can be used to enhance surveillance security defined by authority. Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum and the proponent of the Great Reset, believes that the pandemic and lockdowns are an opportunity to spread this technological use, which will result in a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological entities. Identities. Let me say that again, read it right. Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum and proponent of the Great Reset, believes that the pandemic and lockdowns are an opportunity to spread this technological use, which will result in a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identity. His aim is to overcome our human limitations by integrating enough technology into the body and placed within the fourth industrial revolution framework. In the 2020 World Economic Forum article, Tracking How Our Bodies Work Could Change Our Lives, published by The Great Reset, formally announced in June 2020 by whoever this is, XL. We're entering the era of the Internet of Bodies, collecting our physical data via a range of devices that can be implanted, swallowed, or worn. With big data analytics, countless day-to-day actions and decisions can ultimately feed into our health profile, which may be created and maintained not just by traditional healthcare providers, but also by tech companies or other entities. This is now being stepped up a gear 
with a new WEF article published August 16, 2020, titled Augmented Tech Can Change the Way We Live, but only with the right support and vision, written by Kathleen Phillips, Vice President of Research and Development at IMAC. She suggests we're already making the first strides toward an augmented society, pushing the idea that we humans must be augmented and fused with technology to perform so-called smart tasks. The goal is to have the mass population of the world microchipped, We are moving towards a brave new world. Scary, as chip implants may sound, they form a part of a natural evolution. What's so natural about that? That wearables once underwent. The augmenting technology will help in all stages of life. Children in a learning environment, professionals at work, and ambitious senior citizens There are many possibilities. He advocated the use of various technologies that will no doubt be sold as doing some positive good, such as implants linked to medical conditions, or for someone on long-term medication may want to try an implant that sends very precise electrical or optical pulses instead and other augmentation and technological aids such as glasses, cochlear implants, and prosthetics designed to restore a lost or impaired function. But she mixes this up with much more sinister aspects, such as brain implants take us one step further and allow us to straight into the body's operating system. She admits that brain implants may not be the first choice in our augmented society, That's because it will be a more subtle augmentation to begin with. Smart devices, digital identities, and biometrics. The WEF makes a clear case that implanting chips into children could be viewed by parents as a solid, rational move. The World Economic Forum calls um, AR and similar tech transformative but in need of the right support, vision, and audacity. As scary as chip implants may sound, they form part of a natural evolution that wearables once underwent. Hearing aids or glasses no longer carry a stigma, the blog post reads. They are accessories and are even considered a fashion item. Likewise, implants will evolve into a commodity. All this real-time health data and Internet of Bodies leads to programmable freedom, programmable money, and programmable people, programmable humans, as WF advisor Yuval Harari describes them. Recently, both Amazon and MasterCard have been trailing their new uh, technology platforms and frameworks within the retail environment, because now with a smile or a wave, paying in store just got personal. MasterCard recently unleashed a new era of biometric payments to enhance the checkout experience, and all it will require is a quirk smile or wave of your hand, and Amazon's palm-reading payment technology. 
palm reading again. How interesting. Payment technology would expand to dozens of whole food locations across California. Shoppers will be able to pay for groceries by scanning the palm of their hand at checkout devices instead of using cash or cards, as this is more evidence of the emergence of a cashless society. Using biometrics and digital identities, Amazon and MasterCard hope to transform and streamline modern retail environments using biometric checkout services. We are already seeing the rollout of global digital identities. The first phase is of this is to roll out apps on phones, but the next iteration would be more invasive, having your digital wallets embedded inside your body in a form of an Internet of Bodies implant. You could, for example, use this to pay for things and to validate your digital identity at checkouts to ensure a more seamless payment experience to users. Earlier this year, the World Economic Forum produced a 46-page report explaining its plans for a worldwide unifying digital identity data management policy. The WEF report defines digital ID as an electronic ID equivalent to an individual's identity card, which is a way to provide verified information about a person to program for processing. The report, Digital Agency, The Power of Data Intermediaries, written by members of the Task Force on Data Intermediaries at the WEF, describes how the initiative could centralize data about social media, taxes, voting, food traceability, healthcare, telecommunications, and commercial and personal business transactions. Effectively, globally positioned central databases would pull together the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, and global e-commerce data, among other data points, as it relates to business and personal information. As such, the WEF would like to see the Internet of Bodies regulated uniformly across the globe, and the Davos elite continuously calls for ethical governance, but that does not negate the surveillance aspects. After consenting to the draconian measures disguised as serving the greater good, everybody would be spied on equally, according to the WEF RISC 2019 report. The Internet of Bodies relies heavily on collecting biometric data, which would allow new forms of social control. Social control. Augmented retail is coming soon in the metaverse, declared Mark Edward Rose at this year's Davos gathering. This is part of the rise of the stay-at-home economy. Now, biometrics are being introduced in retail stores to prepare us for the metaverse, which is, at its core, social engineering. The metaverse will also see humans inhabit the digital unknown, and digital identities will play a starring role. Do you know who else will play a starring role? The WEF. That's who. The elites in Davos appear very eager to govern these new immersive 
virtual worlds and to control the data outputted to further reshape society into their own technocratic image. At this year's WEF event, we had the head honcho, Pika Lundmark, the president and CEO of Nokia. He came out to declare that the continued acceleration of technology transformation will mean the smartphone as we know it will become obsolete. All technologies would be directly embedded into our bodies. The Great Reset and its broader fourth industrial revolution is dramatically expanding the surveillance state with real-time tracking of data and phones, digital identity and wallets embedded into the body. It started with the mandates that people receive digital certificates to travel, then the current push for global digital identities, which will link up all of our data footprints and data sources. The next step is to have that technology augmented and implanted into people's bodies to monitor them directly. Of course, all of this is being sold for convenience. Convenience. Technology will support us and will improve our overall quality of life. But underneath it all is nothing more than mass surveillance where our every move could be monitored, nudged, and corralled. Amen, church. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. So, we just thank the righteous judge for all of his adjudications on this matter. Amen. We want to thank the righteous judge for being so good to us. We want to thank him for all of his judgments. And we want to thank Brother Marshall for coming, uh, that we might go into prayer concerning these things. Well, let me try that again. There, that's better. Can we hear you now? Maybe. (laughs) Okay. There we are. The most important thing is the Father God's hearing. He even hears our hearts. He looks at the heart. He knows what's in all of our hearts, Father. First and foremost, we take responsibility to repent and renounce every spirit that's offensive to your Holy Spirit, Father, every unholy spirit, every spirit of selfishness and taking anxious thought for tomorrow, every spirit of listening to the enemy's lies, every stinking spirit. So you said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the point down the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And you said, we're supposed to what? Rejoice in the Lord just when we feel like it? No, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And you said, let your conversation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Thank you that you're here, Lord. Jesus, you said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And you said, together with God, nothing shall be impossible. And your name is what? Savior. Your name is what? Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And since you're the creator of God, And Father God spoke us all into being by his word, the eternal word, who's forever settled in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you don't make any junk. You know what you made, and you know how to change us from glory to glory as we look to you, Lord. So we thank you, Father. We continue to cast all our cares on you. We repent, renounce all generational and personal sins, including not only lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, 
every spirit of rebellion, all ungodly spirits, Father God, including every spirit of pharmacy, sorcery, and witchcraft. We repent and renounce all personal sins and generational iniquities, including every spirit of apathy and saying, well, you know, that's somebody else's problem. No, Lord, help us to take our responsibility and do what you told us to do. You said men ought always to pray and not to faint. You mean we're not supposed to give up? No, we're not supposed to give up. We're supposed to press in. And you said, Jesus, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Ask, and you shall receive it. Your joy may be full. And you said, if two of you on earth agree, such as anything you ask, it shall be done my Father, which is in heaven. And you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So, Father, we do ask for your intervention, adjudication, and all these things. Father, you sometimes answer our prayers even before we finished asking. And know that nothing comes as a surprise to you. You foretold many of these things in these days, Father God, in Jesus' name. So we're not too surprised. You know what's going on, Father God. In fact, you said in the book of Daniel, chapter 2, and whereas thou, in verse 43, whereas thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, they, whoever they are, those things, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Father, you spoke the first Adam. You, 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 you breathed into him the breath of life as you took that dirt, which you spoke, out of, you spoke into being. You took that dirt and you breathed the breath of life into his body, into his nostrils. And we think of that life, the holy breath, Father God. And we think of Jesus, like you said in John chapter 20. He, he, you breathed on the disciples and said, Receive you, the Holy Ghost. There's a whole battle here, Father God, between a, a, a holy spirit and an unholy spirit. And we thank you, Father God, for helping us all to change, even from glory to glory, as we behold your, your, your glory with open face. Thank you, Father, for restoring the glory the Lord Jesus had with you from before the foundational world. You said the glory of children of their fathers. Thank you for giving Jesus that glory. So, Father, for everyone in these different situations, the that uh, Pastor Sabrina has just read through. We ask for your divine intervention and adjudication, Father God. Those people that has been going on for a long time, twisting the Bible. Didn't the devil start with that? Did God say you should not eat of every tree of the garden? And and Eve, she did okay, but she kind of added to the word. You told us in these four places in the Bible not to add to or subtract from your word. But she said we're not even supposed to touch that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was not part of the original commandment. Isn't that interesting? People like to add to and change and twist the word. We bind every one of those twisting spirits. Satan, you're bound every one of your underlings about every witchcraft curse. Sent against everyone associated with miracle outreach ministries, miracle in the church, returned at least sevenfold. At least sevenfold. With continual repetition, as the spirits descend, and do those spirits intend to us. You said return to sender, and we return to sender. If somebody gets a letter in the mail, you know, snail mail, you got a letter in the mail and you don't want it, you can return it to sender. At least you can try to. <laughs> I had a, a thing sent by FedEx, which we did not request, to a, a name that doesn't live at this residence. And I tried to send it back to them, and they send it right back to me again. So I figured, well, it's somebody's formula, and maybe I'll make a gift to the trash man, Father God. And maybe they used it, maybe they didn't. All kinds of coupons in there. Maybe somebody that they know has got a child that would benefit from that formula. I have no idea. I think breast milk, unless the mother's already been vaccinated, is probably healthier than most formulas, Father God. And I don't know what they're putting in the commercially produced food these days, but, Father God, some people are trying to feed people something that's not the Word of God. And you said in, in Jeremiah, what was that? 
kind of thy words were found and I as Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, thy words were found and I did eat them. We need spiritual food, Father God. Because Jesus says man, Marshall does not live, any human being does not live by physical food alone. It's nice to have physical food, but that's not the main thing. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So Father, some of these people, a lot of people, heard a little something about a Bible and thought, Well that that's nice, we'll quote that. Father God, we ask you to forgive us and forgive those that are in positions of authority. Even back on September 11th of 2001, when they quoted some scriptures, but that scripture just talked about people that were out and out rebellion against the Creator God, Father God, and they didn't know what they were giving voice to. They said, oh, what, you know, the the, the sycamore trees are, or whatever are, are, are knocked down, but we're going to plant uh, whatever it was, um, uh, cedar trees, and we're going to make it stronger and bigger and better for something from Isaiah. Father God, you, they were just they were just openly showing the rebellion. We bind that rebellious heart, that rebellion against the Creator of the Living Word of God that's forever settled in heaven. Father God, we ask you to help not just the Democrats. I, I think it really is a uniparty anyway. The, the rhinos are just a little bit more deceitful. The Democrats are very well organized, and they have an agenda. They don't give up. But, Father God, Jesus doesn't give up. He already defeated the enemy. He said, Father, I finished the work thou gavest me to do. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. It might destroy the works of the devil in 1 John 3, 8, and the other scriptures in John chapter 17, verses 1 and 4. So, Father God, since Jesus finished the work he came, he, he came to do, and when they talked to Joshua and they're going into the promised land, he said, go in and take the land. I'm giving it to you. But they had still had to take it. And yes, they went in with physical armaments. But most of the time, God is the one who's fighting for them. So, Father God, we know that you fight for us even now. And we thank you for delivering us from all these attacks, including this man who was a street preacher in Minnesota who went to that mall, Father God, wearing a T-shirt which had the truth on it, which some people didn't seem to want to hear. We thank you for your Holy Ghost boldness that you gave that person. He wasn't going to take off that message because it was talking about your plan. Even when I went to nursing school, and we had a, a values clarification time with all these people of various ages. Some were adults. I mean, you know, whatever was an adult, but some people were more mature, let's put it that way. Some people were fresh out of high school, not that they weren't adults at 18 or whatever. Maybe some of them were a little bit younger. But, Father God, you said, when that, when that Presbyterian minister said, some people don't know that. <clears throat> some people think there's only one way to heaven. <laughs> Who's one of those people? The Creator God. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus and in Acts chapter 4. And this preacher apparently knew that. And he, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Father God, no, you, you, you can't play patty cake with the devil. You can't do seances. And, well, some people pretend to do those things. Mm, mm, grant us all your discernment, Father God. Some of the churches out there, mm, 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 mm. you can't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Some people do that. Some people are, are pastors that are also masons. Some people are, are priests <clears throat> that also like to diddle children. Excuse me, they like to do things that are not healthy to, to young people. So, Father God, we ask you, Father God, to deliver. Deliver all the people from every one of these occultic, perverse spirits, Father God, including those that would try to keep people from sharing the truth of the gospel. You said we're supposed to love our neighbors ourselves. Well, that starts with finding out that you loved us so much that we can really love ourselves. 
I needed to have a real struggle with that, Father God. But you had had to get a hold of me. I was a pretty hard nut to crack, Father God. You had to give me a little message, Father God. You said, God doesn't make junk. When I found that little shiny thing in, at the beach, maybe six feet under the water, and it says, God doesn't make junk. And we thank you, Father God. You don't make junk. And you know how to use your, your uh, street evangelist in Minnesota. You know how to use each and every one of us, even if it's just to share a smile with somebody that looks really depressed. Some of the people don't have homes anymore. Father God, help me and help us all to know how to reach out to those that are therefore but for the grace of God, God go on. Those people that, that are trying to hang out in the in the in the heated public areas like a, a lobby to a post office they don't have a warm place to sleep at night. So Father God, help them, Father God, to find shelter and safety and help your people to be able to reach out in love. Because you told us, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. I don't know how to do that, Lord. So I ask for your help. Help us have to help these people, Father God, including a security guard at that mall. We pray for those who despitefully use us. We ask you to help them, Father God, in Jesus' name, to do what you want. As we come before your throne of grace, boldly and joyfully, Father God, even as you told us to. And you said, be careful, be anxious for nothing, in Philippians 4, 6. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Oh, you like Thanksgiving. Kind of like a, a mother that bakes some cookies and the child comes in. Oh, give me the cookie, Mom. No, 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 no. To hear the child say, thanks, Mom, for baking these cookies. Did you make them for me? Oh, some of them are for me? Can I eat them all? Oh, you mean I should save some for my siblings or for the the, the girl or the boy next door or, or, or the dad when he comes home from work or whatever? Or the mom, when she comes home from work, when the dad made the cookies, that's okay. Dads can bake, too. You said, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Thank you for keeping our hearts and minds. As we do, hide your word in our hearts, for that will keep him in perfect peace, his mind is stayed on thee. So we can do Philippians 4.8. Help us all to do Philippians 4.8, and help the security guard at the Mall of America to be able to learn what Philippians 4.8 is, what we're supposed to meditate on. We're not supposed to meditate on pleasing the woke generation. We're supposed to please the Creator God who put us all here because he didn't make a mistake when he made the security guard. There's some children that are being raised without the knowledge of the Most High God. Father, help those parents to wake up. Many, many people are getting hungry and more and more hungry and thirsty, not just for physical food, but for spiritual food. You said, whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Help many people, Jesus, I must water pour forth. Help many people to hunger and thirst for what you want, Father God. Draw multitudes, multitudes in the valid decision of the Lord Jesus. Not just in Minnesota, but every area, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father God, we pray for all those and ask for your divine help and adjudication. To Thank for exposing, even as we prayed repeatedly, Father God, for many different things, Father God, in Jesus' name, even as you asked us to. God, many times, you know, so we don't have to be afraid of them. Where is that? It's in Matthew ten twenty six, Jesus speaking. You said, "Fear them not." Therefore, all these people from the NIH and all these different people, fear them not. Therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. So we thank you, Father, for exposing what Doctor Anthony Fauci or Fauci, whatever his name is. I've heard recently what his name means, Italian surname Fauci means sickle, and originated in the 14th century as a symbol of um, God's judgment 
on the earth. When the black plague was spread abroad, it's interesting that his name means sickle. And you, you talk about sickle. You're going to have a judgment, Father God, and the devil's not going to have a judgment. Jesus, well, Jesus is the righteous judge. You've given all judgment to the Lord Jesus. We all get to come before the judgment seat of Christ. As Christians, to receive rewards, maybe a little, you could have done better, Marshall, but hopefully to receive rewards. We all love to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Help us to be able to make ourselves approved for your judgment, Father God. But there's some people, they're going to hear, I never knew you. Your names are not written in the book of life. Depart into everlasting fire. Father, many, many people. I don't know if Fauci can be saved or his his wife. God knows how many of them are actually male and female. I don't know these days. <laughs> but you're not the author of confusion, Lord. You created them male and female. You didn't create them multiple genders. So, Father God, we thank you, Father God, just two genders. We thank you, Father God, for your divine help and adjudication exposing what's going on from this fellow Adam did at the CEO of Open the Books. We thank you for exposing all the little interconnections from uh, Christine Grady and all those associated with this uh, business, what the uh, databases found out about how much Fauci's made and how much they've been adding to their own personal wealth. It's not nice. And so many of the politicians have added to their own personal wealth. I think this Trump fellow came in and he, he lost a lot, but a lot of them have added a lot. I wonder how they did that. Hmm. I wonder if there's such a thing as money laundering that they're always talking about, wanting to be careful about. That's what they want to track and trace. Oh, anybody and everybody but them. Father, we ask you to deliver us from this, what was talked about in the lurch toward the science robot dystopia. And dystopia is not a utopia. It's the opposite. It's what they talked about in uh, some of those books that were written some time ago, Father God, like 1984, that they want to do things that are not pleasing to the Most High God. They want to con- control people, and now they want to do it from within, even as the WEF has been clearly talking about over and over and again. Now they want to bring in not just the Internet of Things, but Internet of Bodies. And Father God, does this fit with Revelation chapter 13 and following? They talked about you'll not be able to buy or sell without the, the mark of the beast. Some people have been wondering what the mark of the beast might be. And we know there are some people in some countries, I think it might be Sweden, there might be some others, and we know people have put chips into some livestock, and some people put chips into pets and things. But now some people are taking chips into human beings for convenience. We bind that spirit of demonic convenience. That's so easy. Wide is the way. And many they go in there at, but narrow is the way, and few there be to find it. Father, help many people to find the narrow way. Even as you said to Peter, when you're converted, he'd been spending three years with Jesus, seeing all the miracles. He thought he was his right-hand man, doing a great job. And Jesus said, when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. He was a rah, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm a strong fisherman. I know how to do all these things. And then he found out he was a little bit more concerned for his own neck than the other people. Father, help us to have a genuine concern for others. Not because we have to, because of who lives in us, God who is love. He loves those urine-soaked people in the post offices, and he loves all the people. He knows they may not smell pleasant to us, but he knows, he looks at the heart. Some of them are crying out for help. Father, we ask for your help for those that 
don't have a place to lay their head, including those that are that, that are being victimized by this global elite, the, the people that want to control their every move. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, for, Father, for the scripture that Brother Bill found so wonderfully, Father God, in the book of uh, Job, which is actually the oldest book in the Bible, even before Genesis, which came as a bit of a surprise to me. But they're not, they're not necessarily put it in order in the regular Bibles, but they're, they're in there, which is great, as long as we have a King James, which is pretty close to the original as far as English goes. Maybe some people who can read Hebrew, some people who can read Greek, maybe you can get back to a little bit more accurate. But it's pretty darn, pretty gloriously wonderful. I don't mean to use the wrong word. And it says in Job 28, 7 and 8, There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vultures I have not seen, the lion's wealth have not trodden it. The fierce lion passed by it. And there's one brother in the chat room. I don't remember which one it is right now. Maybe J.C. And he's always referring to the scripture about when Jesus walked through the midst of them. He, uh, uh, it's in the Gospel of John. He, you know, they were just wanting to, to kill him. They wanted to throw him off a cliff or something. And he just walked right, right through the midst of them. Yeah, yeah. He, he was able to escape. So, Father God, we call, ask your people to escape, even when we're in a crowd, to walk through the midst. Even as Pat Holiday talked about with the witch that switched, and she turned her heart to Jesus, but she was, you know, she still struggled with some of the old ways of thinking, thinking, Father God, like many of us from time to time can go back to if, if we're not careful. And she saw those people from the, from the, from the uh, what do you call it, uh, the coven coming through the mall. They were in a different mall, maybe not the mall, someplace in Florida, probably in Jacksonville. They went through a mall, and, and the coven, all these people from the coven were coming. There she was. She, they used to know her by face. And Pat, and she said, oh, my gosh, the coven's coming. And, and Pat always said, stay really close to me. The blood of Jesus is covering The blood of Jesus is covering us. They can't see you. They can't see you. And that, those whole bunch of people, the witches and the coven, walked right by her, didn't see her, didn't have anything to do with her. We thank God, Father God for hiding us all, hiding us all from the plans and wiles and schemes of the WEF. And all these people want to chip, track, track, trace, and control people against their will. And we thank you for doing so, Father, because if we're fixing our eyes on Jesus and you're causing us to do what you want us to do and we want to be your temple of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> which is why we continue to hold fast the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end, just like you said in Hebrews 3, 6. And you said in Psalm 27, starting in verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. We don't behold what the enemy is doing. We look to Jesus. To behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. We're his temple. What? No, you're not. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. From the time of trouble. That was a different scripture. That's over in 1 Corinthians 6. <clears throat> From the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Father, hide all of your children in your pavilion. And the secret of the tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. That's the rock of our salvation, Jesus. And now shall my head be lifted up, head of every man is Christ. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So we thank you, Father, for giving us supernatural peace, no matter what the enemy tries to throw at us. And we thank you, Father God, for giving us divine peace. You're no respecter of persons. There was a gentleman I met some years ago, Prem Pradam, who grew up as a Hindu, accepted Jesus, and had a profound walk like the original disciples, a profound walk. He knew the true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He knew the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth very, very, very intimately. And he went to prison to stand for Jesus. He wouldn't waver. 
And somebody went, it's a jailbreak, a bunch of crooks to get all the prisoners out of the prison. But he wasn't, wasn't going to leave unless the Lord told him to. And the man came with a rifle, point blank range. There he was in his cell. And he opened the gate, come on out. We're going to all escape now. And he, he said, my God told me to stay. You go ahead. He said, if you don't come with me, I'm going to shoot you at the count of three. Of course, this is all done Nepalese, whatever they spoke in Nepal. And, and, and uh, Prem said, no. And the man counted to three and shot, and the, the gun misfired, didn't go off. God is so merciful. He gave the guy a chance to repent. Like, this guy doesn't want to leave, just leave him alone. No, he didn't leave him alone. He said, I'm going to do it again. He got the, the rifle all set. And this was not a little handgun that his hand was shaking or something that could miss. No, this is a rifle, a point-blank range. It couldn't possibly miss, right? No weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. But this is the heritage of the service of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, Prem didn't quote the verse, but he knew the verse. Where? Because uh, it was written in the back of a, of, a, of a postage stamp somewhere or something. No, he had it in his heart. He didn't have to quote it. He knew that scripture was for him. And so the rifle went off, and it hit the stone wall behind them of the cell, ricocheted off, and hit the shooter in the knee. Sounds a whole lot like what happened to the guy who was building the uh, gallows for Mordecai over in Esther, the 17th book of the Bible, which is the book of divine intervention. And we thank you for that. The king rising up the banquet of wine in his wrath went into the palace garden when he heard out what this guy who thought he was his right-hand man, Kind of like Fauci was like a right-hand man for some of these people. They thought he was his right-hand man, but he was, didn't have good plans for these Jewish people, God's chosen people at the time. He didn't have good plans, and so he went to the palace garden. When he came back in, one of the fellows there that was serving with him, what they called Chamberlain, said, oh, this guy built a, a gallows. He built a gallows to take out, um, uh, you know, uh, the fellow who rescued your life, King, uh, Esther's uncle that she hadn't told him about as his uncle as her uncle oh really so they hung the guy on the gallows and that's what's going to happen to these people all those scriptures all those divine interventions of god just like it says in in psalm 7 psalm 9 psalm 35 and many 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 places of the scriptures this judgment have all his servants all his kings it, like it says in psalm 149 toward the end of the chapter and we thank you for your divine help and intervention for all these people not just the fauci's of the world and he can repent lord Send the Holy Ghost again in the gifts of repentance. And all those people, Father God, that are serving, maybe the lower-level ones with the global elites, those people, I heard a lot of the people didn't go to Davos right away. They didn't show up right away. So we know we heard, you heard our prayer about confusion, division, the enemy's camp. And we continue to pray that confusion, division to the enemy's camp. And we speak blindness to the enemy, mutinous mouth of the enemy, and they may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear. And Satan, you're bound to your underlings about every spirit, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every spirit, I'll cut out the door, Zeus is bound. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy through any and all means, trying to steal through, kind of a, steal people's identity, trying to steal people's finances, trying to steal people's freedom, trying to lock them down, trying to say, you can't travel beyond the barriers of your home unless you do what we say. Oh, no, 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 you can't buy or sell unless you do what we say. Uh-uh. So, Father God, wake up the people, Father God. Wake up the body of Christ, even according to that vision you gave to, um, oh, what was his name again? The gentleman in Canada in 1961. We thank you for waking up the sleeping giant, Father God. The body of Christ all over your earth. Many, many people are starting to wake up. I heard profound testimonies of many, many 
There's tent meetings going on in California, spreading around. Many people coming to these tent meetings, desperate to hear the word of God. So many people are so desperate, Father God. You are giving them a hunger. As Brother Bill has reminded us about what Pat Holliday and Sabrina talked about, this man who went into different regions to preach the word of God. And he said, can I go now, Lord? Not yet. Not yet. Wait till the... Wait till the people, so the people are getting hungry, Father. People are getting hungry, getting hungry, not just for physical food, spiritual food, real word of God. Even when I went to a fast food place to get something uh, the other day for my wife, in particular, Father God, but I got it from each a little bit, prayed over it, of course, because you have to pray over everything. Every creature of God is good, nothing to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving, First Timothy 4, 4 and following. Got to pray over your food, absolutely, whatever we take in, everything. Air to breathe, too. Water, whatever you're taking in. And if you can receive it with Thanksgiving, it's good to go. If you can't receive it with Thanksgiving, if you like to eat crickets, that's great. But don't plan on it. <clears throat> plan on healthy food. So, Father God, that woman at that fast food place, she wanted to hear about the Word of God. She wanted to hear Psalm 91 is real. She has a little two-and-a-half-year-old. She wanted to know God could protect her and her daughter, Father God. And we thank you, Father God. you protected me many, many times. And we thank you, Father God. And I certainly don't deserve it. I'm not holier-than-thou person. I'm just a, a wicked sinner apart from the blood of Jesus. But now I'm not. Now I'm a new creature in Christ. And I'm being changed from glory to glory, even as I allow your spirit to control me, as I yield to your spirit and stop yielding to the lust of the flesh. <clears throat> and we thank you, Father, for providing for all of us and waking up the body of Christ. And we ask you to do so, Father God, including all those that might want to yield to the wide, easy path in Jesus' name and grant them that check in the Spirit. Send the Holy Ghost to say, no, don't sign up. Don't sign up for the digital currency, the, the global currency, Father God, especially now that we've heard just recently, I think it might have been yesterday, that um, Saudi Arabia totally repudiated the petrodollar. So now the U.S. dollar is ready for free fall. Father God, and not the people to be in fear. People are supposed to wake up and say, what do you want me to do? Even as Pat Holly warned us about many, many, many years ago that this day would come, she talked about Trump and the reset. There's going to be a true reset, God's reset. The, the WEF have their own little reset. There's going to be a great awakening. And we thank you for the great awakening, Father God. Satan, you and all your lying spirits, every one of your deceiving spirits, every spirit of confusion, <clears throat> every spirit of perversion, Every spirit of all those people in Davos calling for the prostitutes, every spirit of perversion, bound again, every spirit of lust of lust, lust of the eye, pride of life, mammon, every ungodly spirit, a love of money, a love of power to control people against their will, every spirit of perversion, blind rage, every spirit of ungodly control, bound again, and you say, and all your undoings are bound, including every spirit coming against my voice. I submit myself to God, resist the devil, he must flee from me. In Jesus' name. Plus! <coughs> and go into the cage. In Jesus' name, never more return. In Jesus' name. Because of the blood of the covenant. Because God purchased me with his own blood. I don't belong to Marshall. I don't belong to the devil. I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is forever. His, he is the word of God. He's the eternal word of God. He's God the word. And consequently, the Father God. And we thank you for keeping us, Father God, by the power of your name. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus in your name. Thank you for continually delivering us all. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And we're all whosoever, so we take the cup of salvation and we call upon your name, just like you said in Psalm 116, starting in verse 12. We take the cup of salvation and call upon your name, even as King David expressed in Psalm 16, at verse 5. He took that cup, Father God. And even as cut about that, Moses saw him who was invisible. 
How did he do that? I think they had communion. That's my opinion. And Father Abraham, who met Father Abraham? He's the, he's the, the father of the faith. Melchizedek met him, bringing forth bread and wine. Bread and wine. I find out this wonderful that that sister who had lost, not that she lost her husband, but that she had terrible pain in her teeth for years, and then she started having communion in the morning, reciting Psalm 91 afterward out loud, and Father God, you took away the pain from her mouth. You take away the pain and all the signs and symptoms of infirmity when we do it your way. Because we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And you said in Exodus 12, 13, When I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Father, we don't blame you for wanting to judge this earth. And for my part and my ancestors' parts of being going along to get along, or even encouraging things from the plant parent of the fathers, ask you to forgive me and deliver me and my ancestors, and forgive us for entertaining any spirits of pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft, and any other ungodly spirits. Forgive us and deliver us. You said if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and you're able to change us from glory to glory. Ask you to do so, Father God. And even... Mm. Tommy Hicks, that's his name. Tommy Hicks had that vision in 1961. Father God, that you're going to wake up this evening time. We thank you, Father God, for the glorious, cut about that, a golden liquid light that comes down from heaven to wake up the body of Christ. That huge giant looked like Gulliver in the story of Gulliver's Travel, whatever, held down with all the little teeny strings and all the little teeny microscopic demons trying to hold him down. Father God, thank you for the arm of the Lord waking arm of the Lord. Could the arm of the Lord be thankful for your arm? Cut about that because that it's moving, that's moving, that's moving. You did it once, do it again. You're able to you've had many revivals, Father God. Even as what Peggy Christine Smith prayed and prayed and prayed those two little Scottish ladies seventy years ago in the Everdeen, Father God. And you brought a great awakening in spread with the Isle of Lewis, New York City. Same area. People started to meet. They had to come, come together at lunchtime on their break. Even in this New York City, can you imagine? Even in a blue city like that. Father God, a lot of people are feeling blue these days. There's a reason for that. They haven't looked to your blood. They can be hot for Jesus. for Jesus. Use that God will provide himself a lamp for a burnt offering. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In my place and all of our places to repent. And Mary called him. Moses walked into the midst of the cloud in Exodus 24. <coughs> he walked into the midst of the cloud toward the end of the chapter. But to the issue, it looked like towering fire. We thank you, Father, for being a wall of fire around about and ignoring the mystery of the Lord when he has the But the devil looks for them. He gives them no Of New York City, what was his name? Giuliani? He said, if you see somebody saying something, 
like a righteous yes, thing inside for serving a whole different God. Yes, the Father of all years of service. Order our thoughts and our steps just for like your own in your word and in our daily life especially in your word order our steps in your word. And I thank you for the many times you've done that for me. Yes, for Carolyn and all of your things. Showing us the path you have for us because your light does shine word, enters of thy word to give us light. The light is sown for the righteous. We thank you for the most important word, your word, and glory and Jesus Christ is Lord, and he's given a call to you today. He wants to come and live into your heart, be your personal Savior. And the only thing that you have to do is just tell him you're sorry for your sins. Ask him to come and be your personal Savior. Oh, yes, he'll come in. He'll be right there. And the wonderful, wonderful thing about it is this. He'll be there from now until the end of the world. And then you'll meet him face to face. And you'll know that this very day that you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord. Would you say a prayer with me today? Dear God, I'm a sinner. And I know that I failed. But that's why you came and died on the cross for me. And I ask you, oh God, that you will forgive me of my sins. Yeah, that's right. Just ask him to come in now. He's waiting for you. Just to ask him to come in now. Yes, there he is. There he is. See, I told you. Don't you feel wonderful now? Don't you feel clean? Don't you feel marvelous? Just because he died on the cross for you. He's your Lord. He's your King. He's today your Messiah. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 